Hey, before we get started, a quick note here from your host, Phil Yanov. Uh, when we uploaded this episode last week, I think we got the levels wrong and it was a little hard to listen to because it was kind of quiet and it was up and down. But we've gone through and fixed that, and I'm hoping that you enjoy it even more this time around. Hey, this is Bojanov with the Tech After Five podcast, and we are here to help you, my friends, IT professionals, and the folks that love them get stuff done, right? We say be stronger selves, build that network that you need in order to live your life and uh, build your business and advance your career. And we've got some great ideas for you today on how you can do that. So I would not be talking about this all by myself. So I bring my friends along and I've got my good friend, Scott Pfeiffer with me. Scott. Bill, always great to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, it's I'm super glad to see it as always. And yeah, there he goes with the logo thing for those of you on video. <laughs> Henry Pfeiffer Studio logo. Jesse, just stick Henry's stuff in there now. Forget Scott, just stick Henry's stuff in there. And then um, Carol Hamilton is with us as well. Um, hello, hello. How are hello, you, my friend? Hello. I'm great. It's really nice to be here. Thanks for having me back. And uh, again, I you know I know some people listen, some people watch, but you've gone all purple in your background, and that's in a good way, right? So we're you know not gone it purple is. in the bad way. So it is. It's a it's a favorite color of mine, and I don't know that there was a whole Pride Month thing going on, and I really feel connected to to being a part of that. And I don't know, I'm still playing with this whole idea that I'm going to be on Zoom on a regular basis, and so I'm trying to look at what do I want to look at, and so I've been playing with backgrounds, lighting, and you'll notice the photo in the back that makes it appear as a picture but it actually isn't it's a photograph from a trip so right. there's a name for that isn't there phil yeah thank <laughs> you for leading me into that by the way you know for again this is the last thing i'm going to do for the folks who are only listening but if you're watching you can see so uh carol has a photograph behind her of a window and it looks like it could be a real window that looks out into some landscape the thames and yes the thames in this particular case recognizable if you're that cat. I have to push, get the right side of my glasses in to make that work for me. But that style is Trump Loy. And it means that you've just kind of, they put something on the wall that made it look like there was a window there, but there's not actually a window there. But it is very attractive. I like that a lot. Well, I like the idea that if we're setting up spaces in, at home, how are we doing them in a way that might upgrade? Because knocking in a window wasn't going to work. And yet having some sense that there's outdoors makes me feel better. So, yeah. So that's the story of the purple. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was going to cut a window in that back wall, but the guy uh, in the bathroom said no. Exactly. And that's what's going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what's back there. Well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Scott, how are, are you anything uh, interesting, exciting, fascinating for you? Something cool, interesting change in your world? No, not really. Um, <clears throat> things continue to just cook along. Uh, I am having my first client apply for PPP loan forgiveness. Uh, this week. So we're working on that. That appears to be a relatively straightforward process, but I will let you know when it's done how straightforward it ended up being. But 
we, uh, we segregated the money into a separate bank account when we got it. So we've tracked it very clearly. Um, my good friend, Matt Holtquist put together a, uh, an Excel spreadsheet that will automatically calculate and track your loan forgiveness. You just plug in your numbers for the various things and it calculates it. It uh, reduces the salaries to the right numbers. It does all that work for you. So that's great. He posted that on LinkedIn. So it's free for anybody who's trying to get all that together. You just go connect with Matt and you can find that spreadsheet there that he was kind enough to put together and provide for everyone. Yeah. And uh, so we're using that and we're going to apply for loan forgiveness and see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, the bank has said that they're ready to start processing those things. So that's interesting. The other interesting thing happened this week was one of my clients had a big giant uh, heavy equipment truck stolen from right off their property uh, in the middle of the night um, by someone who I presume was drunk because he apparently hit a house uh, and kept going and is two or three days later still at large and being looked for the truck and the thief are at large and being looked for by the police. So that's There's some crazy some stuff people say every day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for that uh, entertaining tale. Uh, one o'clock in the morning steals a giant water truck. <laughs> Wow. It's not funny. I'm sorry, Brad. It's not funny. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but it is kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Oh, I'm sure excellent insurance is going to pay for all those damages. Yeah. Well, huh. So, I mean, I guess if it was a water truck, it does sound like someone who might have been drinking or had a drinking problem. I guess. The way to solve it. Yeah. Crazy. So, we, we all got to be doing something. But yeah. like As somebody who was locked up from uh, locked up for a a day too long. Yeah. And perhaps locked up again. Yeah. <laughs> now he's really going to be locked up. Yeah. That's a hard, that's or a she. hard truck to hide. Yes. Yeah. Let's not, uh, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Pull that out. Women Who get knows? thirsty too. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You never know. You never know who it was. Excellent. <laughs> it's just such an odd story. <laughs> it is an yeah. odd story. When I first heard it, I assumed it was just one of the, like the pickup trucks or whatever, but no. Yeah. A giant water truck. Giant water truck. Apparently the, he was sober enough to know how to disarm the GPS because they can't find the truck either. So, wow. Anyway, crazy stuff. Yeah. Wow. And Phil, good, any good stories from Philville or? <laughs> I, nothing I've got even compares yeah. to a water truck disappeared off of where we were, you know, kind of. So known. glad I went first. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Scott just sucked all the air out of the room. <laughs> what the heck? Um, I am, the thing I am at this moment, by the way, most looking forward to is not watching Hamilton on Friday. So, um, you know, it's coming out on Disney Channel. So, uh Everybody can watch Hamilton on Friday, and I will not be doing it yet again. So, is that a one-time only deal, or is it going to like be on Disney Channel for a while? I really have no idea. Don't I have no. Is there some sort of objection to the show, or is that just? It's not really an objection. It's just me being nutsy. I don't. It's like you know, I didn't. I've just not been. I'm probably still not going to go. It's just that thing. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things in my life I've not done. 
So Fair enough. It's a, it's a, For the rest of us, it was an awesome show. So I, oh, I love great. that soundtrack. Yeah. And I've listened to the soundtrack a few times. So I kind of yeah. like that. So, yeah. and of course my wife and daughter are addicted to it. It was on shuffle and repeat or whatever repeat in ah. the house for a long time. So, that's okay. So no, I got nothing. It's just all kind of, we're doing our thing. It's all going well. I got no cool. complaints. We're super excited. We, uh, I'm happy with how the world's treating us. So that's good. That's a good uh, place to be. So my thing today is, um, you know, I thought we would talk a little bit about how we start our days, right? Now I, uh, you know, here we're, we're trying to help people. Again, we're aiming at tech professionals, tech entrepreneurs. We want them to get things done, but it's hard for everybody, right? I mean, I put out a thing a couple of weeks ago about uh, how are you, you know, how do you get your day started? And, you know, what I've heard from people, I'm sure it's no surprise to you, is that, you know, they might have had troubles with this before. It's even harder when they're at home. They're being yeah. constantly distracted by all <clears throat> kinds of stuff. Um, I think it can be tough to get a start on the day if you don't have a plan. I don't know. Carol, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I, you know, as I've been looking at us being home for COVID, that just, for me, that just interrupted everything to some degree. And yet on the other hand, because I was a traveler all the time and suddenly I'm not, I actually have more stability than I did before. And now as things are starting to inch towards going back to where we were, I think it's a really interesting question and a good time to have the conversation about what are the lessons learned? What did we gain from this? Because there are some gifts from COVID. There's some, a whole lot of bad, but let's start looking for silver linings here and saying, what could we bring with us? And I, I loved looking at this whole idea of how do I want to start my day when we're in normal? And I use quote, quotation marks around that because I'm not yeah. sure there is a normal, but what am I taking with me? I don't want to just go back to work. It's been too long. Too much has changed. So what can I do to leverage this? Yeah, no, no. I think it's a great line of thought, by the way, refer to anyone back to our repacking episode where we talked about that specifically, right? What am I going to take with me? Skills, attitudes, behaviors that I'll move forward after a transition. But, you know, to your point, Carol, uh, some of this, for some people, COVID has given them the gift of time. And for others, it's taken it away, right? Because yeah. they have lots of commitments when they got home, right? So it's funny. Yeah. I mean, there were people that I worked with regularly that were doing things with me that are simply unavailable now because their kids were in school during the day and they would come and work with me on projects and things like that. And now it's tough to get a call in with them because they're at home with three or four or five kids and a couple of dogs and all that. And their lives just feel really full. And uh, for them, that's not been the same. Yeah. No, I think one of the things that we're hearing from people is since I went home, and this is from people who didn't work from home before this, they're saying, I can't believe how many hours a day I'm putting in. And I think in the, as we get deeper into the conversation, we're hearing a lot of that, where suddenly we're having children commitments woven through the day and the dog needs to go out. And so then the workday ends up getting stretched to accommodate that too. Um, and, and I think that there is a, a bit of an exhaustion around that. So this is why I like the whole idea of, of standing back. And one of these ideas I thought was so rich was mark yesterday off the calendar. 
And I think that is such an intriguing idea because it gives you a moment to say, yesterday happened. Now, where, where was I in that stream of events? And am I okay with it? Because I get right. to create today. Do I want to recreate yesterday or do I want to do something new today? Yeah. Well, right. And so we got to figure that out. But I mean, isn't every day a new canvas? I mean, every day is a new chapter in the book. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to write on that page, that kind of thing. I mean, I, you know, I really like when Austin Cleon said every day was Groundhog Day and our job was to figure out how to get better at each day one at a time, right? Not trying to stack mm-hmm. them all together. But the idea is how do we find ourselves some some way to, you know, we talked about living directionally. That's important to us. We want to act according to our virtues and roles and goals and all those kinds of things. But it can be hard to get started on a day. And I think maybe a morning routine might be part of that. But I'm going to let Scott pull back on that for just a second. Because, Scott, I know that you know that not everyone's a morning person. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. You you read a lot of these articles about having the perfect morning routine is critical to your success. But I don't think that that's true for everyone. There are some people that just aren't morning people and they're more night owls. Maybe they're creative at night. Maybe you're a writer and you do your best writing in the middle of the night. Um, I know that one of the companies I work with, one of the programmers, the head programmer, he loves to get started at night after his daughter goes to bed and he'll program until four, five, six o'clock in the morning and then sleep until noon. And he's one of the most productive people I know. So I think having certain routines that work for you that help you with productivity are good. They don't have to be morning routines. There are other people that maybe they just, cycle with the moon or whatever, you know, during a full moon, they're productive in the morning and a new moon, they're productive at night. Um, Just people are different, you know? And so I don't think you need to get wrapped around the axle. If you're not a morning person and you just can't seem to get things going in the morning, then figure out when your productive time is and build routines around that. When I was uh, going to an office every day, my mornings at the house were super busy. I had kids. I was getting ready for school. I was taking them to school, dropping them off. I had to get to the office. I had meetings. And so my morning routines at the house were, you know, hair on fire in air quotes because I don't have any hair. <laughs> it's yeah. gone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burned off. Uh, you know, and then when I got to the office, though, I was already sort of amped up and my productivity routines were. I didn't check emails. I didn't check the phone. I shut my door the night before I had laid out my top three tasks and put the files on my desk and nobody bothered me until I came out at lunchtime. And during those hours, I didn't take phone calls. I didn't take messages. I just worked. And then afternoons, I tend to get kind of less creative and less productive. And so I would come out go through the mail, go through messages, return things. And in the afternoons, I do things like have meetings or return phone calls. And that worked for me. But someone else might want to come in and in the morning do their emails and their phone calls and things like that and then sequester themselves away in the afternoon to get work done. Right. I like how you're talking about routine. More than, more than morning, but routine. And I think, Phil, when I think about this topic, I think about if I'm trying to change something. 
So it's not that I have to go and completely reconstruct my whole day because some article told me I need to get up and journal every morning, but it's more about if I'm trying to establish some new habit, then how do I, and and go right into what Scott just said, how do I put that into my day somewhere? How do I make that part of my routine if that's what I'm trying to accomplish? Yeah, no, and, and I think that's exactly it. So I wanted to sort of give a little space there just to say that not everybody's cycle is the same. You know, right. just like Scott said, some folks, and that might even shift over the course of a month or a year or school year in and out or something like that. You might have different routines at work at different times. And I'm certainly open to the idea that there's somebody else who's, you know, their routine starts when their kids go to bed in the evening and they move right. forward, right? I mean, that was, um, I remember when the kids were little, it was like, get them to bed early. So we got time to clear our heads before we go to bed so I can start the next day, right? So I I think all of those things are true. But what I, the reason I wanted to come back and say having some routine is I think there's a lot of people that feel like they're just kind of stuck in the moment Mm -hmm. and not getting a thing done. I mean, and, you know, we're, you know, uh, we in our mastermind uh, events, for example, we kind of get people to check in and ask them what they've done over the course of the week. And sometimes a Friday morning comes and they have a devil of a time figuring out what they did during the week, right? right. I mean, every day just ground away and it's in the dust behind them and they're not sure what they had to show for it, right? Yeah, I was alive. I, you know, I was, I was alive all week. Uh, I'm not sure what I got done with it. That's the thing I probably hear the most when I talk to people about this is that they have a plan or things they want to get done every day. Maybe they have a to-do list, but the minute they hit the office or the minute the workday starts, it's other people's priorities and emergencies and phone calls and things completely hijack their agenda. Yeah. And like you said, they get to the end of the week. Maybe they have some long-term goals, right? Some strategic goals. Maybe they want to write a book. Maybe they want to put together a class or a presentation. Maybe they want to open a new line of business, but they get to the end of the week and they haven't done anything on that because they've allowed their agendas to be constantly hijacked. Right. Yeah. So let's grab that. We're going to grab that idea right there. This is not a podcast about somebody's morning routine. It is a podcast about your focusing routines, right? Yes. There are things you want to get done and are not getting done. And you need to figure out what your focusing routine is going to be for you. And it might be that you've got to do some things to clear your head because you're going to do it later in the day. And it might be that you say, no, no, no. I am the one who's like, I have to wake up and I have to, if I'm going to write a book, as Scott points out, I'm going to, I have to do that before the world gets a hold of me during yes. the day, right? Sometimes that's what it is, right? But there are some of us who might wake up and like I said, their their head's still full of the stuff they were dreaming and they got to clear that before they go. So we want to talk about some focusing routines so that we get done the stuff we intended to get done, right? We've decided, we always say, you know, we created a uh, Ulysses pact, right, with our better selves, right? We took our calm, cool, collected, thoughtful self, the person who could sit in the moment and say, these are the things that are important to me. That's good. I'm going to make that decision now. And I'm going to say that when the world gets weird, I'm still going to get those things done, right? So that is me in this moment saying, I am going to have focus. And I have to do that with a clear head. You know, we say with a sound mind, right? I'm going to do that with a clear head. I'm going to make some ideas. And then I have to say, but the world will get a hold of me. And I've got to come up with focusing routines that keep 
me from getting caught up in the Sturm und Drang of everyday life, right? I've got to say, you know what? The waves are just going to pass me. I'm going to be that rock and I'm going to get the stuff done that I want to get done. So I want to talk about what, you know, and I know I gave you a list of a few things that I thought might be sort of idea starters for you, but I'd love to hear from you guys what you think works in order to get you focused or the people you work with. Scott, you want to start us off? Sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, it has always been scheduling time when I'm not going to be, not going to allow myself to be interrupted. Uh, when I worked in an office with other people, that would be the time when I would close my door. Usually my door was open. You could come in anytime. I was the boss. A lot of employees come in anytime you want, blah, blah, blah. But if that door's closed, God help you. If you open it, the building better be on fire. Yeah. Um, and I would turn off ringer on my phone. I would turn off the email, you know, get out of the email, just done, just cut it off. So for me, I had to figure out what time of day I was at my most productive and I could really get things done, figure out about how long I needed. And then I would schedule that time. And people knew not to set meetings during that time. I knew not to set meetings during that time. And it became a habit. You know, it started as an idea, then it became a routine, then it became a habit. And by the end, everybody in the office knew exactly what time I was going to be behind that shut door. And somebody would call, they'd say, you know, it's not available then. He'll call you at, you know, 1130. And I think that can work for you, whether your time is from eight to 11, or it's from two to three, or it's from seven and eight, nine, got to figure out. And some people need, you know, they can only do an hour at a time. And maybe they need to schedule an hour here and an hour there and an hour there. But you get to the end of the week, if you've just scheduled an hour a day, you get to the end of the week, you've got five hours towards your project that you didn't have if you didn't schedule it. So figuring out your most productive time and setting a schedule and making that a habit, I think is for me, one of the best ways. No, I, well, so there's a couple of things in there. One is just blocking time for the stuff that's important saying, you know, and I will do this here. I mean, I'll do some things at this time. I'll do other things at this time, but the stuff that's most important to me gets, even if it's a smaller number is five hours a week. Cause quite frankly, almost anybody that I talk to that you talk to, if they had five focused hours a week on the project that was most important to them, they would be superheroes, right? Inside that space. It would feel like a superpower getting stuff done, right? So simply blocking the time is a strong one. Yeah, that's, you know, over 250 hours a year. That's a lot of time. Right. And I think you can even ramp up into that too, because I totally agree with you, Scott. The things you can get done in five hours of concentrated time are mind boggling. But if you're one of those folks where you go, I don't have an hour. I just don't have an hour a day. You can do a lot in a half an hour. I think what we confuse is work time. And we're thinking back to when we were in offices where there were so many things that we were managing at once versus actual focus time. And focus time has this ability to say, I'm not answering the phone because even those little tiny disruptions mean you have to come back and then refocus. And that is the bigger part of the problem. It's not how much time does it take to just ask you a quick question. It's now how much time does it take to get me back into that space that I was trying to get to. Um, so for me, it's at night. 
And it's because otherwise, if I try it in the morning, I find that I can't shut my brain off because I'm thinking about the day. But at night, it's like, okay, well, the day is the day. And now I'm going into it at night. And that's when, for me, the voices in my head get loud and all the other things seem to go quiet. And that's a better focus time for me. But I, I love the idea that you start with, with this smaller chunk if, if this is new, mm-hmm. especially if you have family going, what do you mean you're going to take more time for you, just yourself? Mm-hmm. But also have that set, and, and, because I really think this is a part of self-care. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you got to leave, leave time for that anyway, right? I mean, you got to leave time yeah. to get your head back clear again, right? And whatever that means for you. So. Yeah. Carol, you had mentioned that you really like this idea of crossing yesterday off the calendar, crossing yesterday just off, right? I'm just starting fresh in a brand new day. And we like that idea because, quite frankly, having old open loops inside our head just kind of cycle, 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 cycle. It's like that is a thing where we're not trusting ourselves to do the right thing in this moment at this time, right? Yeah. Well, and, and I see it also as, as an awareness. So I don't know about you guys, but for me, this whole COVID thing in the quarantine has made days run into each other. I don't know how many times my husband and I look at each other and go, what day is it? And because we don't have to be at an airport, we don't have to be at almost, almost every appointment we ever had has been canceled. So other than following the, you know, all I know is I'm on Zoom today. And now I go look at the calendar and here's who I'm talking to at what times. So I feel like there is a stake in the ground with a day past. And, and I'm, I'm in a conscious space and I'm going to use, start using this one. I'm going to play with this, this for this next week and see what that feels like to say a day has passed and I don't want to feel bad about how it was spent. I just want to be conscious of how that day was spent because I want to then look at it and say, boy, there were three things from that day I really want to bring into today. Maybe it's things or people I talked to or situations that were really satisfying. And maybe there were some things in there that, that took away from my ability to focus on something I care about. Maybe there's a, a time sponge in there that needs to be removed, whether it's a client or a thought or a, an activity. How do I make it so that most of the days I get up in the morning I'm really excited about yesterday's cross off and looking forward to today. And I think that um, that will also help me recognize time is passing, even though this weird quarantine moment we're in, which started out feeling like, Oh, this is probably going to be about two weeks has suddenly started taking over our lives. And I think that that's a way to ground it in the midst of this cloud of unknown. Yeah. I mean, right. You know, one of the things that you'd mentioned in there, was that, well, I don't know what I'm doing today, but my calendar says I've got a Zoom or something like that. And I, and that actually leads to a bit of advice that I give myself and I give other people, and that is trust your calendar, right? And so and part of that is this. Um, I can't tell you the last time I missed a meeting with someone that we both agreed to and I'd stuck on my calendar. It just doesn't happen. I mean, if I said, Carol, you and I, I'm, we're going to talk at 2.30 on Tuesday. Well, if, if I said it and you said it and then I wrote it in my calendar, then that's just what's going to happen at 2.30 on Tuesday. I have no worries that that's not going to happen. The thing is, I know very few people, very few, only the most productive, who, can, who write those sort of th- uh, calendar events for themselves, 
who right. write their own meetings with yes. themselves and yes. say, ah, oh, guess what? Phil is going to work on chapter one of this thing, or he's going to work on this key presentation, or he's going to be working on this bit of code on this day and at this time. Um, I know very few people who write calendar entries for themselves, meetings with themselves, and then keep them. Yeah, and like Scott was saying, you have this strategy, right? You have this thing that you want to do that's beyond the horizon, and it's not on fire. If you write a book today, Scott, the world isn't going to know if you skip today in your writing, but if that happens day after day, there's no book at the end of the year, and and I, I love this. I think that ties right into what you were saying. Yeah. yeah go, well, let me just say, I, I think it's back to that point where Scott had talked about it earlier, and we kind of summed that up, but... If you scheduled five, only five hours a week, even if it was 10 half hour blocks, if you yep. scheduled that, or if you scheduled half of that, you would act, you would be, you would perform at Superman level compared to everyone else, you know. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And another thing, you know, besides just scheduling this productive time, and I think putting it on your calendar is a great idea because it lets you and anybody else who has access to your calendar know you have to treat it in your mind like it's a an appointment with a customer. Yeah. Well, it's an appointment with yourself, but it's that important. But I think the other key to this setting aside productive time is you also have to take time. Maybe it's at the end of the prior day's productive time, or maybe it's a separate time. I usually do it at the end of my work day is to decide what you're going to work on mm. at that next productive time, right? And don't, don't show up to the productive time and say, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, because then it's then a negotiation process, right? At that right, point, you're right. all negotiating yourself. It's like, you know, it's yep. like every day if I'm, you know, am I going to go to the gym at 6 a.m. or am I not going to go? Well, I'll make that decision when I get up. If you make right. the decision when you get up, it's <laughs> no more often than it's yes, right? Yeah, but, decision made. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's super easy. So to Scott's point, and the way I like to do this is, you know, I always ask myself at the end of the day, what good did I do today? What did I accomplish? That, I mean, what did I do that was good, right? What good did I do in the world? That's the way I say it in my Myself. And then I say to myself, when I've got that written down or however I want to record that, I got it recorded on, and I ask myself, what good will I do tomorrow? Yeah. Right? And I come up with only three things. I only need three things to be on that list for tomorrow, right? I, don't, I mean, it'd be awesome if I could tell you that I got five done every day. It just doesn't happen, right? My days get busy and I get stuff, but I set aside and I say, these are the important things things that I'm going to be aimed at, right? So I've got these three things. And then the next step for me, because I happen to be a morning person, is almost every day I wake up in my bed and I think, okay, what are those three things that I said I was going to do today? And then I I do in my head a little previous. I kind of say, okay, I'm going to get this done. This is what it's going to feel like when I'm done. I'm going to get this done. This is what it's going to feel like when I'm done. I'm going to get this done. This is what it's going to feel like I'm done. I'm going to have all those three things done at the end of the day. And I'm going to get to say, this is what good I did to do today. And then on my feet hit the floor and I start. And, but what I like about that for me, I'm not saying this works for everybody. This works for me is it gives me the energy. It's like, Oh, this is awesome. I have a sense of purpose when my feet hit the floor in the morning, I know what I'm headed to do. And I, I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to hear the detail of what you just said, which is I choose what I'm going to do and I decide and I recognize how I'm going to feel when it's done. Yeah. 
because sometimes the process itself isn't all that intriguing and motivating and inspiring. Like the process of writing a book comes and goes, right? There's moments when you're just totally inspired and it's the words are flowing. And there's other times when you just basically feel like you're hitting your head against a wall. But when you say, how do I feel when it's done? That is such a great why that that's such a motivation to say, this isn't just for no apparent reason. And I like to think that I'm working on most of the time on some sort of passion project when I'm setting this kind of time aside for myself. But sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. And I love that part of here's what I'm going to do and here's how it's going to feel when I'm done. That is a huge piece, I think. Yeah, I think it's important. I know Scott's probably in his head because he and I've been through this process a bunch of times already is there's one other piece. I do not do this other piece every morning but it's in my head. I've intuited it somewhat, right? So it's one thing to say, this is where I'm headed. This is what it's going to feel like when I'm done. But you also have to do obstacle planning. I don't do that every morning, but I've sort of got an intuited process, which is to say, if something gets in my way, I'm simply going to go over it or around it. I'll decide at the time, but I'm going to go over it or around it because I'm still going to get that done, right? But that's the, uh, you know, you have to say, if something gets in my way, what am I going to do? I'm going to go over it or around it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're jumping in on something. Yeah, for me, it's not always about setting aside time to work on long-term strategic things. Sometimes it is if I've got a project I want to get done and I'm stalled out, I'll do it. But a lot of times for me, it's just getting billable work done, right? Working close to money. How do you, you've got projects you've been hired to get done. When you deliver them, you're going to get paid but you're constantly answering the phone, jumping off to give advice to this person or put out this fire, and you can't get your billable. You know, when I practiced law, I had billable, I had contracts I had to draft, I had lawsuits I had to do. And so it was setting aside time to uh, work closest to money. Yeah. Well, so so that, but that piece, right, that comes... A, you don't want anything to get in the way of that. And lots of people do, right? You know, there are lots of folks, A lot of example, people have trouble getting to that, right? Because it's right. the hard work, right? You can stuff, be, yeah. The stuff that pays the best is usually hard work, yeah, right? right? The tough stuff. And it's easy to fill up your whole day with easy stuff. And yeah. get and say, whoop, worked hard today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do anything hard. You didn't do any of the real stuff you had to do, right? Right. So that's, yeah. you know, I would set out, you know, and for me, it was a four-hour block. But that's just how I work, right? And it was four hour block and it was from eight to twelve, shut the door, work closest to money. Right. What's that's the a nice sprint. Paying thing that I can get done that's gonna pay me the soonest? That's number one. Right. What's the second one? That's number two. And then right. in the afternoon I could deal with all the easy stuff and the client maintenance and uh, client development and all those kind of things you have to work on. Um, and I still do that today. Like when I get really busy, I will start blocking out time to say, okay, I've got a, um, I helped somebody write a uh, site specific safety plan, uh, which is something I'd never done before. Um, it was a lot of work and I had to block off time to right. make that happen. Right. And so, you know, block off non-interruptible, turn off the phone, focus time. The other thing I think, and I know this is true for me, I know it's true for Henry, um, sometimes you work a, a bit and then you're just burned out. Or maybe you're trying to transition, you know, I'm a consultant or I have a lot of different customers. Maybe I do something for one client and then I need to do something for the another client. 
And I've got to have some routines, not necessarily productivity routines like you're talking about, but transition routines. I've got to have some kind of routines that help my brain switch from mm-hmm. doing this to doing that. Yeah. I yeah, know okay. for Henry, when he gets burned out and he's done it, he takes his dog for a walk. Yep. I also sometimes will schedule a walk. If I'm super busy, I'll schedule a walk at you know, 10 or 11 in the morning. I'll work hard up till then, and then I'm just fried with whatever I was working on. I need a little time just to ruminate, and, uh, and so I'll take a walk, or I'll read a book, or I'll lay down, or I'll, you know, whatever it is. Right. But you've got to have some transition routines that are go-to moves to help you when you're feeling all fatigued and frazzled to move on to the next thing, I think. Do you have any of those, uh, Carol? Yeah, you're actually reminding me of a client I had who had a little bit the opposite thing, where he was a really, really high active, you know, a little bit ADD by his own words. And he would sit through the meetings in the morning, and by, by noon, he's pulling his hair out because he can't sit another second. And what we discovered is that he would work out really early in the morning and that would get him through the morning so that he would get antsy, but he'd be okay. But then in the afternoon, he's an absolute basket case. And so what we actually did was add in a mini workout at lunch so that he would be able to burn off that energy that says, I can't have another committee conversation. I I want to take action and everybody's waiting on all these things. And that changed his life because he was able to go ahead and sit and he was good till about three 30. So he would go, you know, one to three 30, much, much calmer and did everything he could to keep all meetings out of the calendar after three 30, knowing that he was going to hit a time when he would be so much better off just focusing, closing his door to your point and just going at it without having any interruptions. And it turned out the rest of his day worked out pretty well that way. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a great example of, you know, not everybody's the same, you know, meetings in the morning and focused late in the afternoon, right? That wouldn't work for me, but you get to know yourself, right? And what you can and can't change, right? So in his case, there are these meetings that he's just put in and he was working a lot with overseas and so it has to be in the morning, et cetera. So it was really nice for him to be able to look at the big pattern. And I think this is good for all of us. Where's the stuff we can change? Where's the stuff we can't? And then how do we change the things we can to accommodate what we need so that we're addressing the strategy as well as our energy patterns? Right, right. Yeah, again, the whole idea is to find routines for us, whether they're physical or mental or otherwise, right? But we'll find the routines at us that'll give us the focus so that we can set aside the time to get things done that are most important to us, whatever those things are, right? But we got to figure out how to make sure that we show up ready, fully dressed for the battle with those ideas, whatever they might be, if that's how we take it on, right? But, but we can be fully engaged in that project. And we also know that we got to come out and charge the battery when we're done. That's just kind of how we do. So it cycles. You know, I, I think of it a lot of times like uh, sprint and drift, right? So you run to a place, then you do the work, and then you kind of let go for a second and run to the next place and you do the work. So you're just going from place to place getting things done. Well, I'm hoping that some folks found this idea or these ideas kind of useful and to cause them to think to say, look, I'm not like everybody else. I've got to come up with some routines. I don't know if mine fit in the morning. I don't know if they fit in the afternoon. I don't know if they move over the course, but I know that doing things that matter to me sometimes get set aside in the flurry of the moment. 
So my job then is to figure out how do I get focus? How do I stick these things on the calendar so I make commitments because I'm the kind of person that makes commitments and keeps those commitments. So I'm going to come and do that and set those in the calendar. And uh, and I hope that exercise, you know, again, obviously someone's going to recognize that as sort of a stoic exercise, but it's like, what good did I do today? And we just say, and what good do I plan to do tomorrow? It's kind of a thing that kind of lets you forecast for yourself um, the good things that you might get done. All right, uh, Carol Hamilton, thank you for helping me out in this conversation today. If uh, I want to find you, where do I go find you? LinkedIn is your best bet, Carol Hamilton Live. Look forward to connecting. Sweet. How about Scott Pfeiffer? I'm also on LinkedIn as Scott Pfeiffer. Uh, I have a website, fscottp.com. And uh, my email is strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com. Excellent. Just send him an email. Uh, Thank you for listening. And we obviously would love to see you at our events. We're easiest to find at techafter5.com or tangoalphainthefigure5.com. I'm Phil Yanov. You can find me at that address as well. And obviously, there's all kinds of emails and links, and we're on Twitter and LinkedIn and all of those kinds of places. So we'd love to have you follow us. The thing we're asking you to do today If uh, if you're watching the YouTube video, we would love for you to uh, go ahead and press subscribe on that so we get a few subscribers and allows us to open up some features we're planning to use in the future. And uh, if you're on some other platform, like maybe iTunes or whatever, pressing like on that and letting your friends know that you're getting some value from us hopefully helps your friends discover they might get some value from us as well. And we, quite frankly, are here simply to help as many people as we can help. So help us help them, and uh, we'll both be heroes. Thanks again. We'll see you at techafter5.com. Bye-bye. Bye.